0: Split
1: personality to the (laughs) extreme.
0: This week on uh, the After Show, and I know you're expecting Dave to be here, but we do record the After Show on Saturday, immediately following the show every week with zero deviation from that schedule. No. And Dave is uh, still in Las Vegas. We could probably prove Dave wrong by doing a two-hour After Show. Well, that would be epic, and then do a (laughs) half-hour... The topic, <laughs> the topic could go on that long. Really? Uh, Skip Martin took to social media this week uh, and has some things to say about uh, manufacturers that are restricting the amount of cigars that rollers are making. Uh, and he also digs into the cost of cigars um, and the value uh, related to that. So, I'm just going to jump right in and read the post, and we can certainly pause and discuss at any time if uh, someone has anything to say. I thought we weren't going to do reading this week. Let's talk about cigar making and this idea that capping a cigar maker's cigar production increases quality skip rights. I honestly, since I am honestly and sincerely interested in understanding how making something slower makes it worth more. More time was taken, more costs. You must pay more, okay? then logical conclusion is that making it at normal speed makes it worth less. Haste makes waste, right? This implies that the things made at a faster pace cost less, but have lower quality. Okay. I mean, this makes sense with something like barbecue or pre-production curing of tobacco or aging cigars after production. Time translates into quality and time is money. Value. Well, that's subjective. When it comes to making cigars, I mean the actual making of cigars, the pace to achieve quality is almost always a function of the skill of the rollers. Some can make 400 perfect cigars in a day and some can't make 200 without making 10 that are unsmokable in the same period of time. If you ask the person who can make 400 perfect cigars to only make 200, they are done by lunchtime and bored. And they're asking you, why aren't you allowing them to maximize what they're capable of earning? Even if you double what they get paid per cigar, they still want to make 400 so they can maximize their earnings. If you ask the less experienced roller to make more, you waste a lot of material. If you ask them to take their time and focus on making each cigar perfect, it's possible that their follow rate drops And if it does, ironically, you end up saving money despite the loss of productivity because the material costs more than the labor. The amount you save on lost material exceeds the amount you lost in productivity. Even the best rollers will cut corners and push to make more if you let them. But good quality control creates a negative incentive for rushing that is greater than the positive incentive for rushing. Factories that push 500 to 600 Or more cigars per day per pair, even the less experienced ones, generally aren't concerned with perfection and aren't super selective when it comes to things like underfilled cigars, patches, ugly caps, and the other hallmarks of rushed work. But forcing a great pair to artificially hold their production to 200 on a normal, mold-pressed Parejo cigar is a good way to have that pair looking for a job in another factory, even if you pay more per cigar. Hmm. I'm going to pause there for discussion. All
1: right, you have crib notes because I didn't listen to half of it.
2: Um, I I think the the premise. No, is, I got it. I'm you got being it? A, I'm
1: being a All All
2: right. I guess there's nothing to argue with there. Yeah. But what 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 is the point? Is he um. Is he saying that some
0: manufacturers are pushing a narrative that is inaccurate? I believe that that is the case, and that'll come a little more clear in the second half of his uh, open letter, if you will, to the Facebooks. Um, I mean, I I think it's very clear
2: that the quality of the roller is the biggest determination, right? If mm-hmm. you've got somebody who's very good, and I know uh, Nick Perdomo, Everybody Drink, has some rollers that produce an insane number of right. cigars. However, he is draw testing them all. So he's going
0: to maintain the quality of that product. And at the same time, that roller who has that unbelievable skill to hit that 400, which 400 for a pair, that's a—that's on the high end. I know there is, there is some select pairs that can go a little higher, but mm-hmm. you typically see 300. And I have heard manufacturers say, okay, I know 300 is the sort of the benchmark to be able to turn cigars out but we restrict our rollers down to 250 and ask them to take their time to make sure that it's better and that always made sense to me until i read what skip wrote and then you have la aurora whose level nine rollers are only allow- and they don't
1: work in pairs they do it all themselves they're only allowed to roll 100 preferritos a day hmm. but granted it's
0: you know twenty dollar cigar That's a specific shape, too. That's a highly skilled shape to be able to manipulate tobacco and be able to get it to burn and draw. And again, to Skip's point, if you let that roller to their own devices, they may try to turn 400 of those out. But Mm. how many do you lose and how much do you lose in raw materials? Mm. And if something did pass inspection, when it gets to the consumer, how well do those rushed cigars burn.
2: I I think it doesn't make sense to pick some arbitrary limit for people, right? It should be based on what the results are. So if they're rolling, you know, 400 per day, and there's a high defect rate on that, then for that particular pair, tell them, cut it down to 300.
1: And I would think the defects have to be at the beginning and at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, until you hit your rhythm in the beginning— And at the end, as fatigue
0: sets in. Right. Well, there was, speaking of Perdomo, and you may all drink, uh, there was the roller in the the main rolling room of the main factory, not the secondary building where they, Mm. when I went, they were building a facility to add more rollers. Mm. But in the main building, there was a dude in the front right, right in that head spot. Right there
2: where the draw testing rooms were.
0: Right, right. So the draw testing room is behind you to the left. When you're in that room all the way to the right in Mm -hmm. that front spot, if I'm not mistaken, that guy was just moving tobacco in a blistering rate. (laughs) Right. And Nick had alluded to the fact that somebody that can play at that level, although you'd want them to continue making cigars for you, you actually want to promote that guy to management where he goes around and shares his expertise because now you can have a multiple. If he can teach people the shortcuts that he's using or the techniques he's using to be able to make the cigars faster and better, that's the, that's the answer because you can get that in a multiple. Hmm. I like that. I like it too. All right. I put it off long enough Ed Sullivan. It's time to make beautiful music with Avo cigars.
2: From moments worth remembering, to stories worth telling, and notes worth savoring. Avo Cigars. Pause. (laughs) Lyrics of top charted songs. Can you guess the name of the song and the artist from the wrong lyrics or even the right ones? Avo Cigars.
0: I I just couldn't risk you falling I wasn't going to Why would you talk when there's still music? (laughs) We know that the music, play. you get played out So when you lower the music, that's when I would start talking Not, Uh, oh, there's a pause Right
2: Well, others have trouble with it
0: Yeah, we're not going to mention Dave by name And you know what, he's not even going to hear this on the plane Because it won't have launched yet So he'll be back And maybe it'll be a few days before he listens to it So we'll be fine (laughs) We'll already be doing this segment again uh, each week, it'll be the player's turn to build up points. The contest will be 12 weeks long, and each player gets four chances to build up points. Are we
2: still doing this one? We are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I'm playing Dave today, uh, so I'm going to say the misheard lyric, right. however I want. Didn't you have an easy one last week? Uh, that's what you say. Uh, <laughs> you got another layup? Yeah. <laughs> whoever's turn it is will guess the misheard lyric, and this week is Barry. Uh, he has roughly ten seconds to guess. If he guesses the band, he gets two points uh, at the end of the 10 second or within the 10-second time limit. If he guesses the artist, he gets two points for a total of four. If he gets both, uh, again, same 10-second time limit. I'm, I'm gonna say <laughs> it again. If he doesn't have it, and this time using the correct lyrics, need a trainer. And he sound gets effect. one point. And. Uh, Just guessing the song at that point gets one point. If he gets the with the regular lyrics, Barry, here's a clue.
1: So, Michael Jackson, Mm hee (laughs) hee.
0: Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) All right, the misheard lyric this week is, (laughs) "Ain't nothing that a hundred men on Mars could ever do." Ain't nothing (laughs) that a hundred. Men on Mars. Could um, ever do.
1: Africa by Toto. I don't know.
0: You fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Barry gets four points. <laughs> of that bad
2: Elvis didn't throw you at all. It helped, I just I think.
1: threw song out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Wow. Moving along.
1: So what's the actual
0: lyric? Uh Maybe There's you know, nothing more men that a hundred men or more could ever do. I don't know how you get Mars out of more, but no. I, I honestly and truly mm. sometimes think that Dave just writes down the lyrics of songs that he knows yeah. and, and then changes words to other words. Right. They're not commonly misheard no. lyrics. They're just, Dave made this shit up. Right. Cool whip in her hair. Right. That's not a thing. No. All right, moving along with, uh, with Skip's writings. In most factories, the piecework amount paid to produce a given cigar is based on the level of difficulty. How hard is this shape? Is this wrapper hard to work with? Are there special bunching requirements? Is the cigar finished in a special manner? The more difficult projects are generally given to the more skilled and experienced workers, so they make more by applying that skill to a more complicated task. However they still work to maximize their production and earnings by producing the highest number of cigars they can produce within the quality guidelines in the day. In short, while limiting the terraria or the pair's assignment for the day may increase the time it takes to make certain number of cig- a certain number of cigars. How do you spell terria? terraria? Mm-hmm. T-A-R-E-A. All right. I thought he was trying to say terroir no. or whatever. Yeah. He wasn't. Okay. Never heard that word before, so... Assignments for the day may increase the time it takes to make a certain number of cigars and it is a way to limit quality issues. It really doesn't increase the overall cost to make the cigar. So I don't understand the claim that constraining production is a justification for higher price. It didn't make the cigar more expensive to make and if you have a good quality control standard or system it doesn't really affect the objective quality of the finished product. Maybe someone smarter than me can explain this common marketing trope and how I just don't get it. But until then, here's the deal. I always strive to make the best cigar that we can possibly make. I don't need to tell you it was made without compromise. That's a dick. Yeah. Or to explain you what mean, we did on may any particular seem
2: compromiso?
0: <laughs> 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 uh or explain what we did on any particular cigar to make it better than all the other cigars we make. Once made, and once all of the time, labor, material, are invested in the finished product, we are very selective about when and what we put a label on. This does affect cost. I set the price point that I feel is fair and reflects the cost to make the cigar, and if the costs exceed the value, we don't make it. If the value exceeds the price, our customers win, and we still do okay. When I tell you that the Intemperance Volstead VO 1920 George Remus is $9, I think he's charging per letter there, (laughs) I'm telling you that it's a fair price, and the cigar delivers a lot of value at the price. I've had it. I agree. Uh, These days, the world of fantastical stories and magical tobacco, I could argue that it would be a great cigar at double the price. No corners were cut to get there. When I tell you the Quinquagenario, a project that took years to make and thousands and thousands of dollars in travel, tobacco, aging, etc., is $15, you can bet it's worth it. Fancier box, more bullshit, a better story. <laughs> does that make it worth $20 or $25? Maybe it's already worth $25. And I'm fairly certain I could sell all of them at that price but that's not who we are or how we do things. If a price of a cigar at $30 or $40 or whatever, know that two things are true. There is a good reason that we priced it there, a.k.a. real cost drivers, and also that I genuinely believe it's worth every penny. Buy it, don't buy it, but it will not come with a bullshit story to justify the price. Either you get it or you don't. Maybe it's me that just doesn't get it, or maybe I'm right and it doesn't matter because some people just need a story. Some people just like spending more to feel better about what they are buying. But either way, if you can explain to me how, a slow, how slowing down production inherently increases value to the end consumer, I would love to understand it. Sincerely, apologies in advance for hurt feelings. Huh. It's interesting because… So- So does this
2: mean Skip has a $100 cigar coming out of PCA?
0: I doubt it very highly that he Mm -hmm. would ever come out with something that expensive. um, Because he does seem to be, uh, he's a little on the spectrum as far as he sees it the way he sees it and there's no deviation. So he is going to, he has his margins that he needs to hit. And this is how he figures out the pricing. And he already knows, because he's in the factory every day, he knows what his raw costs are to make a cigar. He knows what his margin needs to be so that he can turn a profit, which is the only reason why anybody's in business, and to be able to make sure that during lean times, he still has a reserve to be able to pay his people. And during good times, maybe give them a bonus and upgrade the facilities and make sure everything is clean and maybe buy better tobacco. So... He's running a business like a businessman, and not looking for the quick buck. Which, when you see somebody that has cigars that are 10 dollars, and then all of a sudden their price point jumps to eighteen dollars, that's I get a little I get a little mm-hmm. suspicious. And going mm-hmm. back to my every limited edition is leftovers. It's there, there's a lot of bullshit in this industry yeah.
2: now. <clears throat> To be fair, I think some of those price jumps are to because be
0: people have
2: no idea what the cost is, right? They're just making it and saying, well, I got to put it out at $10. Yeah, once they calculate the cost, they realize I'm losing money on
0: every cigar. There isn't a cigar above $20 that doesn't have a story. There isn't yeah. one. Every single cigar at, <laughs> at or above that $20 it price point a story. has a story, whether it needs it or not. When we get pitched a cigar, we get pitched the story of the cigar. Mm-hmm. And now, how good is the storyteller? Because that's how <laughs> likely we are to take it on. Because if the story's really good, I know myself, I work the floor, I can retell that story. Mm-hmm. And if it's interesting and I do a good job of retelling it, the consumer's gonna buy it. Now, it's up to the cigar at that point. Mm. I'm not going to tell a great story about a shitty $20 cigar. No. So now I have to have smoked it, and I have to believe that I would spend my money on that $20 mm-hmm. cigar for the occasion that I'm saying to the customer. Well, um, here's my view. I can't smoke a story, right?
2: And you know I, I could smoke whatever I want. Mm-hmm. What price point do I smoke at? About 10 bucks, <laughs> Right. <laughs> because that's where the value is that said this morning
0: because we're recording on Saturday
2: yes what did you get i got a slightly more
0: expensive cigar you got an adabe dioses 10 year it came with a great story came with a great story but we already know that cigar is a great cigar mm-hmm. but without telling the story of adabe and the five different kinds of cedar the extensive aging after it's rolled the extensive aging on the pre industry side, the the, the mm-hmm. tobacco itself without the packaging, without the beautiful bands made in Holland, without the whole package, right. Who's paying thirty three dollars for that cigar if it's in the plus ninety case? No, yeah, they're looking they're wow. looking
1: at it as just another Connecticut that I can get for eight dollars. Thirty
0: seven fifty. It's thirty seven fifty, but that's a well, you're smoking a little fast, but that's a pretty damn close to three hour cigar. Yeah, I probably am smoking
2: this fast because it's lighter than what I normally smoke. But even with that, I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't know what I was getting into already. Sure. You know, I'm not going to... If a brand new cigar hits the market at almost $40 with a good story, I'm not buying it.
1: Especially if, to Jonathan's point, they were a... 8 to $12 cigar maker, and <laughs> right. all of a sudden came out with one of these. You'd be like, wow, how much did that writer cost to create the story? Now, Padron,
0: with their uh, 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, another connection to Nelson as he made the, the humidor for that, but Padron hand-selected the individual wrappers for that project because they are flawless. Mm-hmm it is now $45 it was $40 when it ke- first came out but that's a cigar that a padrone smoker will jump to just because it says padrone on it right. it doesn't need the story but it is the best thing that padrone's put out yep and they did they did take the extra time and age it they don't tell you that but they you can tell by smoking it yeah. the combustion line is almost non-existent the flavors is it's almost extra padroni. So, a guy that's looking to celebrate his birthday that smokes padrone exclusivo every day will make the jump for his do birthday you, without think, a story.
2: Do you think they took a little extra time on the caps on those cigars? or
1: Oh, they certainly did.
0: Yeah. They, I did. Mean, they put their best, they put their best <laughs> talent on that. They probably
1: have the sloppiest caps in the industry.
0: They certainly do for, <laughs> for their regular production stuff. Um, now, to talk about skip stuff. Neanderthal, mm-hmm. there's going to be a shortage because there's a shortage in the wrapper. He could put another wrapper on that cigar and release it, and I don't think that mm-hmm. most people would notice. But he's going to stick to his guns and say, "This is the, the cigar that I do."
2: The Cro-Magnon, yeah, it's
0: the, the Cro-Magnon. Uh, is a Cro- sure. I'm
2: yeah. sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. Neanderthal yeah. is, certain, yeah. is the San Andreas, and the
0: Cro-Magnon is the broadleaf. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Sorry, Skip. I got that confused. So the the Cro-Magnon is going to be a little limited for a little while until he can source the wrapper. He could just put another wrapper on there that's the same hue, Mm -hmm. and I don't think most people would know the difference, but he's going to stick to his guns and say, this is what's going Mm -hmm. on, everybody. Buy what you can now so that you can ration them. Mm -hmm. And uh, he could also raise the price of whatever he has in stock because supply and demand Mm -hmm. Like all the car dealerships charging five thousand dollars over the the list price, and yeah. they're getting it. But I think the cigar industry has quite the memory, and I think that Skip's playing it right. Yeah, not not following the industry and going with all these very expensive cigars. He's putting out a very good product at a very reasonable price. And if anybody is going to lose in the exchange, he takes the L, not force the L on the consumer.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I, is
0: admirable. I think the Cro-Magnon
1: order that we just got right after our events with him, he said, would be the last ones we get this year. So if you like that cigar, grab him now, because yeah. you probably won't see him again until knows first quarter next <laughs> year at
0: the earliest. Right. Because hmm. he's got he's to buy the tobacco. He's got to work the tobacco. There's, there's an awful lot that goes on. All right. Well, next week on the regular show, we've got uh, Dave returning from the trade show. Hmm. And uh, I want to know. I want to know what he ate. Me too. Uh, yeah, I want to know <laughs> what he ate, but I, I want to know what his um, long shot was. What did he oh, say yeah. to Ed Santa Maria? We're taking this. I'm using my one. Yeah. And I want to know what Ed Santa Maria said. I'm using my one on. I have an idea about Ed Santa Maria. Huh, uh, I think it. I think that it's going to be in the Big Sky portfolio. That's Mm. where he – I just have heard him talking about a little bit, so I think that's the direction he's going. I have no idea about Dave where he's going. Well, Dave used his on the first day at the first booth last year. Right. So we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Stick the lid in your mouth. You might like it.